everyone. It's such a treat to preach to friends. Um, so today I'm going to speak about 2 Corinthians 5-7. A few weeks ago, I was driving down the freeway and a car drove past me, as they do. On the number plate of the car was written 2 Corinthians 5-7. At the same time, my Spotify playlist randomly started playing a song with the lyrics, we walk in faith and not by sight, which is 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7. I want to pause there and say I don't go hunting around for signs and symbols superstitiously, but if the Lord is speaking to me through his word and there are signs and patterns that reinforce that, then I do pay attention. So the first time that this verse was highlighted to me was in July 2019. I was still living in Joburg and I was down in Cape Town visiting family and friends. I joined the friend that I was staying with for a prophetic workshop, the purpose of which was to learn more about prophecy and also to pray for one another. So while we're praying, this woman in the workshop comes up to me, her eyes are wide and she's like, I've got a word for you. Um, so I'm like, okay. She says to me, 2 Corinthians 5, 7, we walk by faith and not by sight. So just a little bit more about my context at that point. Um, I felt a bit stuck in life. I wasn't really loving the job that I was in and community-wise, things felt hard. And so when this word came along, uh, we don't cherry pick or we don't get to cherry pick the prophecies we receive. But if I'm entirely honest, I was, I was kind of hoping for something a bit more directional, a bit more encouraging. So I just said, oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And I was like, I wonder how this will play out in my life, how this will take shape. I'm not entirely sure. It's a bit cryptic. So currently, fast forward more than three years later since that word, um, I do think I understand a bit more about what Paul meant when he said we walk by faith and not by sight. Firstly, it's helpful to look at the definition of faith in Hebrews 11.1, 1, which is the assurance of what we hope for and the certainty of what we do not see. That is, do we believe in God, who he is, and what he has done? Secondly, it'll also help us to look at the context within which Paul was when he wrote his letter to the Corinthians. He had just suffered some of the biggest blows in his ministry shortly before writing this letter. He'd started the Corinthian church with much faith in his heart, and they'd veered completely off course. They'd also, even worse, turned their backs on him completely because of these super apostles, basically false prophets that were much flashier, more impressive in a worldly way. And so really, a lot of what Paul was saying in 2 Corinthians was calling the Corinthian church back to the actual gospel. So saying, guys, persevere, even though things are hard. Remember eternity. Fix your eyes on that which is unseen. Do not pursue short-term gratification. Um, so how does that tie in with my, my story? Despite knowing all Paul's reasoning about why we should walk in faith and not by sight, I sometimes use my circumstances as a measure of my perceived goodness, of, of, my, of my perception of God's goodness and presence in my life. And when things are not good, this means that I question who God is. Is he really who he says he is? 
So I know that this is not biblically correct and nor is it helpful, but I think I'm in good company. I mean, look at the Psalms. King David had these questions all the time. Um, so now back to Paul, who just suffered soul-crushing disappointment. And yet, <laughs> he's very challenging because he always calls us to a higher way of doing things. Um, so he says, um, I just need to remember what he says. <laughs> he points our eyes heavenward and he reminds us of the Holy Spirit that is in us as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come, eternal life with Jesus. We are invited to fix our eyes on what is unseen and eternal. Robert Trail calls this spiritual seeing. I love what he says in Ephesians 1.18. He prays, or he says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. So while it's the work of the Holy Spirit to enlighten the eyes of our hearts, it's, it's not, we can't do that in our own efforts, I'd like to share in closing a few of the truths that have been helpful to me in exploring what it means to walk in faith and not by sight. So firstly, God, even though we can't see God, we are not called to blind faith, which is very reassuring to me. The more we spend time in the word getting to know God, the more we have reasons to know why he is extremely trustworthy. What's more, we can also ask the Holy Spirit to reveal God's truth to us, to make it come alive in our hearts. Secondly, we need to be sure of who God says we are. If we do not know what God says about us or our identity in him, the enemy will use people around us, our circumstances, and even our own thoughts to fabricate lies about who we are in, in the eyes of the world in God. And that is just, it's a shame because it's not who God made us to be. Thirdly, it's good to know that God is the author of our stories. He determines our steps. He dictates our timelines. And he is always at work, even when it doesn't feel like he's doing anything. Fourthly, it's helpful, or we need to resist, rather, the urge to use our circumstances as a yardstick of our perceived, of our perception of God's goodness, presence, and kindness in our lives. Rather, we should focus on the truth that Jesus says he is always with us, even when it's hard, by his gift of the Holy Spirit within us. Fifthly, it's all for God's glory, and the object, our objective is to be more like Jesus. So I'd like to end off with Paul's words in his, in his prayer in Ephesians 1.18. I pray that the eyes of our hearts may be enlightened in order that we may know the hope to which he has called us. Amen.